you walk into a McWinder King's, a chain of family-adjacent restaurants. They are as widespread as they are identical. Even in the smallest of towns with the quietest of townsfolk, you'll be greeted by the faint glow of that blue neon sign with the signature blood-red crescent moon C just off-center. With so many convenient locations across the globe, you would assume that McWinder King's was the undisputed top dog in the fast food service industry. And yet, you've never seen a commercial, a billboard, an advertisement of any kind. In fact, you sometimes forget what a McWinder King's restaurant looks like, or how the food tastes, or if you've ever been to one before in your life. You may even struggle to picture McWinder King's in your mind at all. But just when the idea has almost faded, just when the name McWinder King's finally begins to loosen its grip on your tongue's tip, you feel the cool blue of neon on your neck and the sharp burn of the blood-red crescent resting just off your spine. You turn around and suddenly you are washed with the knowledge of what's for dinner. You walk into a McWinder King's. And so I won't. <laughs> oh, jeez. Welcome, everybody, to episode... Wait a minute. Our episodes got a little confused. What? Episode three was a two-parter. So yes. we had episode three and episode 3.5, I guess is how we numbered it. Indeed. Welcome to order four of You Walk Into a McWender Kings. Did you call it? I think you just did a part two. I have no idea. Yeah. I just copied your title over to the, the SoundCloud page. We're on SoundCloud! Holy cow, that means that you can listen to us without being on YouTube. Indeed! But you should still subscribe to something about geek stuff. Yes, that too. Did anyway, you... welcome back to McWender Kings, everybody. I'm your shift manager, Sam. I'm lowly customer Jonathan. I think you're alright, man. Don't undersell yourself. I'm afraid. <laughs> As you should be. We heard what McWender Kings is in the intro. Thank you again, Jalen, for that one. Indeed. Uh, this episode, we are going to just kind of dive into it. Rules are the same as always. Walk in, order food, get food, sit down, eat food, leave. Yep. If you can't do that, then you died along the way. And it's quite unfortunate. I'd also like to remind the audience that we have a rule of five, where after five things of damage have been done in the McWender King's restaurant, it is set to implode, taking Jonathan and everything else with it. Oh no. It was discussed in episode one, I never brought it back up again. Wait. I just thought it might be useful to mention. That was mentioned in episode one? Yep. Gosh darn. <laughs> I was ready to break stuff. <laughs> if the McWender King's is beyond repair, it goes to the fail-safe option of destroying itself. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll keep that that in mind now. So without further ado, Jonathan, are you ready for this week's prompt? Yeah, sure. I mean, I sound so apathetic about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to die, Samuel. You walk into a McWender King's. Your footsteps echo against a colored cobblestone. As you look around at the colorful purple and blue tapestries donning the McWender King's crest upon them that are hung so proudly in the rafters of the restaurant. The walls are a dim and cold gray, dotted with sconces to illuminate the building in torchlight. A large candle-lit chandelier of what appears to be antlers of beasts you don't recognize hangs in the center of your building, 
providing most of the light for the guests below. The tables and chairs were all wooden and of varying sizes, appearing to be handmade and well-worn. The McWender King's lunch rush is in full swing as five other customers are spread throughout the restaurant, all more focused on their own experiences than whomever enters the establishment. Hmm. So what would you like to do? Uh, you're standing in line, right? I will walk you through where we got people. We have one person currently waiting in line. We have another person sitting at table H5. Maps on screen for YouTube. If not, it's in the description for SoundCloud. You have one person sitting at D14, the round table in the bottom corner. Hmm. We have another person who is currently sitting at the FE34 table, which is just toward the center. And then we have a final character that is placed at table J6. Okay. Which is right by the soda machine. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I am going to wait in line. All right. You wait in line, and as you're waiting, there is one person in front of you. They're swaying back and forth, happily humming to themselves. Yeah. They are wearing a wizard's hat and cloak, and looking rather pleased. Their wizard hat and cloak are both a tan yellow color. I I want to ask, are you a fry mage? You want to talk to the person? Yeah. Correct. So you ask that question. They turn around and they say, "Oh, hello there." Oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> I'm the V mage. What's your name? What? Jonathan. What the heck is a V mage? <laughs> Oh, well, you see, a long time ago, our queen developed a magic power that spread throughout our hive. Mm, oh, bee mage. Right, it's kind of in the name. I, I thought you said bee mage. Wait. Anyway, getting back to the point, <laughs> our queen imbued each of our drones with magical powers, and we used all of our magical might to use transmutation magic to make us appear human. We've taken on the form of a magic wizard and searched to find the source of this wonderful gift that's been given to us. Burgers? I mean, you gotta eat. Ah. Okay. So, do you have money? Gotta pay with something. Yeah, but you're B. Right. Our queen is also found out that through the system called economics, we can sell our honey, get money, and do what we need to do. Makes making magic a lot easier when you have the ability to chew the things that you need for potions and all sorts of different spells and incantations. B. Huh. So, how long have you been waiting for? Not too long. Huh. That guy in the blue was over there a moment ago, and we're about to queue up here in a second. Gotcha. You kind of started talking to us, so we just kind of paused to wait for you, but... Okay, I was just asking questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're talking to me, sir. We don't have a lot of patience. Okay. All right. <laughs> just know I got my eye. <laughs> you got one life to live, Mr. B. <laughs> 
oh, that's why you're wrong. Where you have one life to live, we are millions. Honestly, did you call it like all your stingers just one ounce of your personage? As you're trash talking to B Mage, <laughs> the voice from the counter says, Next customer in line, please. <laughs> the B Mage gives you a glare. And you hear the humming again as the B-Mage walks away, realizing that the, ha- the humming was not a happy tune, but rather the buzz of millions of bees. You keep on walking, I got the rain. <laughs> I always keep the strap on me. <laughs> Why are you picking fights first thing? <laughs> I was going to be nice. I was going to say, hey, that's neat. And then you just like, you kind of stopped us. I'm like, okay, we're going to fight now. <laughs> All right, you've made enemies by literally poking the beehive. All right. So, a few moments pass. The bee mage places their order and then steps off to the side with their cup, ready to move on. What would you like to do? (laughs) There's plenty of things I would like to do, but the productive thing to do would be move move and make my order. (laughs) You walk up to the counter, wearing the traditional purple visor-apron combo is a humble dwarf man named Kovacs, as yeah. his name tag states. Yeah. Kovacs says, Greetings. Welcome to the magical world of McWender Kings. I was in the right with that, that argument with the bee guy, right? Did you call it? That's, that's just a fair question. Like, if you, if you sting a person and, and then you die, then how much do you die if you're an actual person? Sir, I don't... I don't know what you're talking about. Fair enough. So, can I get a burger, please? Certainly. One burger. Would you like to make that a combo meal today? Eh, no, I'm trying to watch my weight. All right, would you like to add a drink? Uh, yeah, I'll take a drink. All right, what size would you like to make that drink? Uh, small? All right, one small drink coming with a burger. Anything else for you today? Not really. All right, if you'll just present your magic to the counter, we can get you taken care of. Magic. Hmm. Right. So, do you call it... I I have temporary amnesia, and I, I've just forgotten a, a little bit. What, what exactly do you mean by magic? Weird way to present it, okay. I... Sir, as you know, at McWender Kings, we accept magical transactions where you can imbue a bit of your magic into our register, allowing you to receive your food. So, essentially, it's a magic for food trade-off. Hmm. Okay. This is, of course, the magic users only McWender Kings. Hmm. Said so on the door when he came in. I don't... You've got magic, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Did you call it, let me show you... My amazing magic of removing my thumb. I was going to say, if you do that stupid removing your thumb thing again. <clears throat> Kovacs looks at you completely unfazed. Roll a 19 or higher. <laughs> I thought that would immediately fail. <laughs> I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. We'll, we'll try it. Uh, for those of you that this is your first episode, we're placed to jump in, but... Jonathan has to roll a d20 dice in order to complete tasks, whether it be persuasion, strength, skill, whatever. I give him a number 
The higher the number, the more difficult the task. Right now, he's trying to convince a literal wizard that removing your thumb is magic. It could be. You don't know. Charles in charge of us and our days. What? Seriously? Dude, if you don't got magic, move on. It's lunch rush. There's plenty of wizards here. I'm sure someone will spot you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Look, I'll give you the cup. Then you can figure out the rest. Of ha Get one of these guys to spot you and come back, alright? Oh, uh, uh, oh. I, I feel feel bad take, taking the cup. I'll, I'll come back with magic. He hands you a small cup, reluctantly continuing the conversation. Oh. He is so not invested. Uh, hey, B-Mage, you want another drink? The B-Mage is now actively ignoring you. Did you call it? I, okay. <clears throat> I, I want to get a drink then. <laughs> so you want to go over to the soda machine? Yeah. All right. I don't need Hocus Pocus magic to do that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so you walk up to the soda machine. And the soda machine is dotted with different red, blue, green gemstones down the borders of either side. The whole thing is a gray cobblestone that you're not familiar with. Mm. But still has the same McWender King's freestyle machine touchpad. Okay. Uh, push the red one. As you press the button, suddenly the screen shifts, and you hear a voice come from the machine. Greetings, non-magic user. Okay, I, I feel like there's some discrimination going around here. Hi. You misunderstand my intentions, non-magic user. I am Zangoth, the wizard. And I have been trapped within this soda machine as some cruel magical prank by one of the attendants of this McWender King's establishment. That, that seems kind of like a lame prank. Like, why wouldn't they get you out? There's some charm or incantation keeping me in. Without being able to identify the culprit, I cannot identify the school of magic to release myself. Did they assume you would? Human. Non-magic user. I require your assistance in this matter. Okay. I need you to speak with each of the attendants and determine which of these cruel magical beings has trapped me in the middle of my meal. Oh, it's in the middle of your meal. Did you happen to leave it somewhere? There's a sigh coming from the machine. My number has yet to be called, non-magic user. And I would appreciate if you did not take advantage of my compromising situation in order to steal my food. I am a great wizard, and when I am removed from this machine, as I will inevitably be, I will seek out vengeance that of the likes you have never possibly imagined. You mages really go, like, to zero to a hundred, don't you? <laughs> I just... Human... Non-magic user. All right. I believe I can help in your situation as well. 
You go like you know, spot me some magic so I can get some food. Precisely. Uh. I can grant you a small sampling of my power through this machine. It will give you enough to solve this situation for me, and upon my freedom, I will grant you half of my magical powers in order for you to acquire your own meal. What? Well, did you call it friggin' You did kind of threat threaten me before you made made this proposition. So, how do I know you're not trapping this machine for bad reasons? A being of such power as my own is a bit temperamental. We are quick to threaten, but we are also quick to reward. You call it? Simply place your cup in the dispenser, and I will allow for the elixir that you select to be imbued with my magic. Now, have you heard of Captain Planet? I'm, I'm guessing that's no. Ah, why can't I ever get anything that I want? <laughs> Always gotta be catch of something. Just give me high fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The McWender King's screen moves automatically, almost by magic, because it is. And the fruit punch is selected. Hmm. I thank you for, very much. Well, did you call it... I'll get to the bottom of this mystery. Zangoth is in your debt, non-magic user. The mm. liquid dispenses, and you're good to go. You got your fruit punch. Okay, can you start calling me Jonathan? I'm, this whole non-magic thing is bumming me out. At the moment you are in my servitude, you are a non-magic user. When you have freed me and we are standing side by side and I may shake your hand in friendship and camaraderie, then shall we exchange names. But you, you exchanged your name. I, I don't get... Okay. You know what? Yeah, let's, let's figure this out. In his defense, you haven't called him Zangarth once, so... Did you call it... Did you call it... I didn't use his name. Like, hey... And he's not using yours. <laughs> no... How that works? <laughs> you call it friggin'? You've got magic fruit punch in front of you. What do you do? You call it? I'm gonna drink it. <laughs> you take a sip of the magic fruit punch, and suddenly you feel a heat wash over your body. It starts at your throat, moves down through your chest to your feet, and then suddenly back up all at once. You feel sweat beginning to form on your brows, as if you're going to burst into flames. The heat travels from your toes to your legs, up through your chest and heart, into your arms, and down into the palms of your hands. And imbued in a, a red light are three fireball symbols. Yeah. Okay. Jonathan Youngblood, you now have three fireballs. Yeah. So, how fast do bees burn? Just, just a hypothetical question, Zogar. Zarag. Zangarth. Zangarth. And I assure you my magic is quite reliable. The fire shan't be brought forth until you require it. Ah, oh, darn. It comes at your command and is completely under your control. Use them well, for I can only spare you three in this state that I am in. Okay, so... Three might not be able to take out a full colony of bees. So we're just going to avoid bee mage for a little bit. <laughs> 
I just want to be, be prepared. Can we point out the lovable, enjoyable irony that is you have to talk to the people in the restaurant to solve this and you have <laughs> essentially made it to where you can't speak to one of them. I was trying to be nice to the cashier. <laughs> you guys... Everyone, right. else, everyone else is mean to me. <laughs> so, you are now working for Xangarth the wizard. Okay. <laughs> As you've had this conversation, we have had the B-Mage take a seat at the furthest most table by the trash cans at C5. <laughs> I guess he doesn't want to make conversation. <laughs> the B-Mage is now enjoying its meal okay which is both fascinating and concerning because the you're watching this the bee mage raises the burger to its mouth opens it and several bees fly out pull out a piece and then fly back in yo bee mage did you not just did you not get a drink the bee mage is ignoring you like <laughs> you I don't you can't say for certain, but you feel like the last few bees that have flown out of the bee mage's mouth across the restaurant are scowling. <laughs> but again, you can't tell for sure. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, who was o- over in my corner? You had somebody at J6. You had somebody at H5. D14. FE3 slash 4. So, yeah. you want to visit the person at your table? Yeah, I'll, I'll visit the person at J- J6. All right. <clears throat> Yo, so, did you hear the soda machine talk, or that was that just me? As you approach this woman, you see her scrambling between three different cups, frantically mumbling to herself. She's wearing a green tunic and has a short pixie cut style haircut with large thick round glasses she's muttering oh my gosh um nether realm shake cosmo shake fairy dust root beer float why there have to be so many options Hmm. she seems distracted in her sorting of these cups that are completely empty and uh doesn't seem to pay you any mind at the moment hey you might want to use a ball if you're going to do that game uh, what? Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't notice you there. Hello. I am now noticed. <laughs> Greetings. Uh, well, what business do you have, Traveler? Did you call it? Well, I saw the machine talk to me today, and I was wondering if you're, you knew anything about it. Oh, gosh, no. I've been too preoccupied. I've been trying to decide what milkshake to order, and all of them have such great options and imbued magic to them that I just can't seem to make up my mind. Why don't you drink all of them? Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine the stomachache if you drank all of them? I, I, I said and drank all of them, and she's now muttering to herself to the side, and I drank all of them. Surely I would be in bed for days. Though, then again, I could use to rest. And Really, don't we all deserve a vacation now? I'm sorry, you were talking to me. What was that? Yeah, uh, did you call it? I think it'd be instant gratification to drink all, all of them, and then you can worry about the side effects later. Oh, gosh, that would be terribly irresponsible. The magic... Combining alone could be astronomical consequences, but then again... Isn't there a magic Pepto-Bismol? 
I'm sorry, what? Magic Pepto-Bismol. I don't know what you're talking about. Did you call it friggin'... Traveler, perhaps you could help aid me in my decision between these four delightful drinks. Hmm. You're not lactose intolerant, are you? I don't believe so. Huh. Wait. I'm an alchemist. I... Would, wouldn't you know if you're, you are in... I think we're getting off track here. I really need help with this milkshake selection. That's my priority right now. We can talk about lactose and any other fine alchemical needs that you need. But right now, I really just need help with this decision. My name's Delilah, by the way. Nice nice to meet you. I'm Jonathan, or non-magic user. Jonathan, it's a pleasure. Oh my gosh, Jonathan, that's kind of a weird name. I wonder what kingdom he comes from. It sounds like a southern name, but then again, it could be northwestern and around those mountains. I've never been around there, so who knows what kind of names they <clears throat> I guess, uh, I'm sorry. As you were saying, so what? what's exactly your problem with these milkshakes? Right, right, the milkshakes. I've been struggling to come up with which one I want to try. I've got this new... in liquid that I've come up with, an elixir, that is going to amplify the flavor of any of the milkshakes that I try. But the problem is it doesn't mix with all of the milkshakes properly. There are some ingredients that don't quite balance out. And I don't know what will happen if I choose the wrong milkshake. So I've been trying to decide which one to sample in order to try with my elixir. Hmm. So what's the ingredients that it doesn't mix well with? Well, I'm not sure. I haven't tested it yet. Hey. How so you... I know what the McWender King's milkshakes have, yeah. but I don't know how they'll mix well with my elixir. I just know in some of my lab tests there were some things that worked and some that didn't. Hmm. Perhaps you could help me further and sample some of our options. Hmm. So what happens if it doesn't mix well? Well, I'm not sure. I haven't tested it yet. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This, this is a very scary test. Well, it, it, hmm. You know, I never took fear into the equation. I always just thought science was the greatest pursuit. And so I could just go in and pick my milkshake and have an elixir and maybe have a couple samples, maybe have somebody else sample one for me. You know, great sample size is really important to go through. And So, okay, let's let's fo focus on what you call it. Like, what was your expectation out of amplifying the flavor? Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry. Well, each McWender King's milkshake is not only... In with its own flavor, but its own magical elements as well. Some sort of uh, imbuement of uh, strength or agility that helps the user, or the, in this case, drinker of the milkshake, be imbued with that sort of confidence to get through their day a little easier. It's a little temporary magic. It's all very neat and commercial. Okay. My goal is to make it stronger, and then I could possibly go to, forth to the McWender King's heads and explain to them that I have something that can improve their products, have, and hopefully go into a business, and maybe get a side venture going on, and just kind of support. You know, I've got so many brothers and sisters, I have to take care of it. Really, it's just always so hard each month trying to be able to pay the constable. And okay, so, in point of that, did you call it strengthens the effects of the milkshakes and such. Right, that's the idea. Okay. So, which milkshake do you think embodies the, the most results of it? Like, well, you, you could go with flavors and what they symbolize and everything. Well, I'm not sure what each one does. It does something different for each person. Hmm. I could read them off to you, and we could see which one you'd like to try. Okay, sure. All right, we have the Nether Realm Shake. We have the Cosmo Shake with Sprinkles. The Fairy Dust Cookie Shake, and the Rip Your Float. Huh. 
Did you call it? I like the Cosmos. The Cosmos shake with sprinkles. Okay. I got a small sample of that here. I can mix in a couple drops of my elixir and we'll be all set to try it. Okay. Of course, now that I think about it, I really haven't offered you anything for your service, and you have been so kind. And really, is there any kind deed that goes unrewarded? I guess in a universal sense, you'd be able to have some sort of karma or... Hey, so I don't use magic. I would like to get food. If Oh, if that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, this will give you a bit of a trace of magical element to you. Perhaps this will work. Okay, so let me... You know, I've, I've been talking too much. Let me just go ahead and get the elixir. And she goes to one of the cups, which you realize aren't actually empty. They have just small amounts of milkshake in them. And she drops in two or three drops of a glowing green liquid. And she hands you the Cosmo Shake with sprinkles. Uh, when everything's mixed together, it creates a thick, sparkling liquid that looks like it has stars in it. Ah. You see that the stars are moving around throughout the creamy mixture of the milkshake. Okay, bottoms up then. All right, as you drink it, they go down, and you hear the small sounds of screams and movement of resistance against your throat. Those stars were definitely alive. Huh. And you're suddenly feeling ill as they're moving, trying to find a way out of your stomach. So, finger down my throat would probably be a bad sense of this test right oh gosh are you not feeling well yeah i, I heard screams oh oh no it it brought the stars to life that's terrifying well no, we'll definitely never use that again um if, if you feel like you're going to be ill please go to the washroom i would hate for you to contaminate the facility more and ruin our experiment oh my gosh so i need to make a note of that that's terrible let me write this down is it um, okay so stars came to life and started were there any other effects to this milkshake before it ends up somewhere in a waste bin? Are you asking me or are you asking Delilah? Delilah. Delilah's just muttering and writing her notes at the moment. You don't feel any different. You feel sick. Okay. Should you call it? I'll, I'll walk over to the soda machine. Uh, gosh. So. His name's Sangarf. Sangarf, yes. I remembered. <laughs> Sangarf. Greetings, non magic user. So I. I swallowed the entire solar s- system. My word. Did you call it. You, you wouldn't have anything in your, your drink dispenser to fix that. Would you? Some sort of time reversal? No, I don't believe they've dispensed that in this monstrosity that I've found myself trapped in. I was talking about, like, ginger ale or something. You silently hear ginger ale being dispensed. <laughs> that Garth doesn't say anything. You might have embarrassed him a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see if this works. <laughs> All right. You drink ginger ale and your stomach feels better. Okay. Apparently magic ginger ale is just it's incredibly potent. Huh. So there you go. All right. I'll walk back, back over to the table. 
to and really if i think about it any of these options could be wonderful i always think of that children's book about the hey delilah what i'm sorry let's let's hit up the next milkshake oh gosh okay so we did the cosmic shake with sprinkles yeah that leaves us the nether realm shake the fairy dust cookie shake and a root beer flute all right, you know what? The root beer float does sound normal, so I'm I'm going to try the root beer float. Okay, wonderful. And again, thank you so much for the help. I really do appreciate it. It's so hard to find kind strangers, especially when you're traveling. I remember this one time that I met a man who made spoons on the side of the road, and he offered me a great discount on these silverware, but then it turned out that all of the spoons were actually transmuted rabbit foots, and then I had this weird meaty taste. There was always random hairs that would appear. Okay, so root beer float. Oh, right, right. She takes the elixir, drops in a few, and hands you what looks like a perfectly normal uh, small amount of root beer float. Okay. Down the hatch. Hopefully this is actually normal. You take a sip of the root beer float. The root beer flavor hits your lips, and then you realize grows in intensity. Suddenly, this is the most rich and vibrant flavored root beer you've ever experienced. It's truly delightful, and... You think for a moment, perhaps this elixir could be on to something that... And as soon as you think that thought, the elixir begins to continue its effects and the root beer begins to curdle in your mouth. And suddenly, what was once a joyous experience is a nightmare as you were filled with this disgusting, terrible taste. And the room starts spinning. And the strength you had in your legs begins to weaken. And Jonathan Youngblood, you fall to the floor. Now, a little behind the scenes for everybody at home. Delilah was a character created by our good friend Arizona. Uh, If she wants, I'll put her uh, information down below. And she has a message for you that I had her send me ahead of time. I'm going to go ahead and play that now for you. Hi, Jonathan. Sorry to hear you didn't like the root beer float. And uh, I'm sorry that it killed you. This is a lesson in expanding our palate, no? Better luck next time. <laughs> I feel cheated! I tried the first one, and it escaped. <laughs> I feel so cheated! <laughs> so Jonathan Youngblood, you have died. <clears throat> Would you like to continue on with our campaign? You call it, do I get the same state, this one? <laughs> we have epilogues. <laughs> you know Yeah, sure. Rather than our epilogue continuing into the McWonder Kings, it focuses on the defeated Jonathan Youngblood lying in the floor, the cobblestone suddenly disappearing from beneath you, leaving only white, the walls around you falling away, and you're back in a familiar white room. There's a faint humming that you recognize. And it's getting louder. Suddenly, against your own volition, your body is raised up. You're unable to move, unable to respond, because you're still dead, but you hear a voice. Seriously, how am I supposed to work like this? You're going to get back out there. And if, if you're, you're going, going to die, die, you're going to make it something or die over. 
Okay, Mr. And anime just protagonist. just before you can react, <laughs> you're jolted back up. Your body lurches forward as you gasp for a fresh breath for the first time. You've somehow been brought back to life. Okay. You might want to work up those milkshakes, Delilah. You realize time has passed and Delilah has run up to the counter. And she turns around at your voice. Oh my gosh, he's awake. I was so worried. I am so sorry about that sample. I had no idea that it was going to kill you. How are you... How are you alive? Did you call it... By the power of God and anime, I guess. I don't understand. You're, you're a magic person. Magic things happen. I'll add it to the notes. And for the first time since you've met her, Delilah's almost speechless as she silently writes down in the notes. I, I don't suppose you'd want to try another. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to give up on this entirely. I, again, I am so, so sorry. You this know, is almost as bad as that time in the village where I made those... Hey, hey, Delilah... <laughs> Let's what? let's let's go go for another one. You know, I just, <laughs> I've I've experienced the worst that it, that could happen. Well, while you were out, we kind of sampled the fairy dust cookie shake and the uh, nether realm shake. I've got them both ready. You can try either one. <laughs> the and again. Uh, Fairy dust or nether realm. Your choice. Duh. Be confident about about your experiments. Okay. You I recommend the fairy dust cookie shake. Okay. Let's let's do that one. You take back the fairy dust cookie shake and get the strong cookies and cream flavor that comes with it. You feel the imbuement of fairy dust boost you with a little bit of confidence. As if whatever you're doing today can be accomplished. And then suddenly, you feel something sprouting, growing. And in your mind, you picture these vines, these tendrils sprouting from your mouth, engulfing you in a plant vine-like state and crushing you. But then you realize your body's resistant to it, almost like it's been exposed to it before. Ha <laughs> ha. And you drink down the shake and all it leaves you with is a minor cough. Okay. So. So, how do you feel? Uh, bit congested. Uh. Okay, so we, we'll mark down congestion. Anything else? Don't give this milkshake to anybody. Oh, you sound so confident with that. Okay, confident but congested. Got it. Well, I guess that just leaves the Nether Realm shake. Okay. Here we go. As you look at the Nether Realm shake and stir it around in your hand the mixture comes together and creates a dark and empty feeling in this cup you know what <laughs> as you raise it to your lips oh, it's surprisingly tasty okay suddenly your mind is filled with what you can only realize is forbidden knowledge about mcwender kings things that you can't quite interpret yet because they're using terms that you don't quite know yet and haven't quite been exposed to, but now you know these dark secrets are in your mind. 
Right. So that's why they can't give me the heart-powered drink. And so you know the forbidden things, but it's in a good way. I, okay. I'm sorry, heart-powered what? Uh, Captain Planet, you probably haven't heard of it. Well, you're right about that. I'll have to look into that one after this experiment. So how do you feel? Uh, acknowledged. And oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Okay, so the Nether Realm shake is a winner, but the other four not so much. No, the other others might kill someone. Okay, and we will make did kill someone. <laughs> and again, I am so sorry about that. Well, um, on the plus side, it looks like your magic's growing. And as you look at your hands, your three fireballs that are imbued in a triangle are glowing brighter. They mm. will now hit for much harder. I just want to look over at at the bee mage for a little bit. <laughs> bee mage is still sitting, completely ignoring your death, just continuing to pull away parts of its meal, happily buzzing away as it eats. Okay. What's up? <coughs> About that burger. Oh, right. Well, um, I'm not sure if you're powers are strong enough to work the register just yet i mean you've definitely got significantly more power but i don't think it's enough that you can start sampling it off in monetary format yet huh. but you're one step closer i do believe did you call it this this is a class system is there anything else that i can help you with since you've been so helpful for me yeah dude stuck in the soda machine you, you know what happened stuck in the Oh, no, I'm sorry. I only come here for the milkshakes. I don't need the mess of the soda machine. That's... Hmm. I'm not really a big soda fan. I know we did the root beer float, but the soda, the, the carbonation really just doesn't settle well with me. Understood. I, gotcha. My cousin once said he would, every time he got a soda, he would... I will see you food. next time, Delilah. Oh, um, fa farewell. Thank you very much for your help, Jonathan. I did appreciate it. And you leave her to her mumblings as you walk away from the table. Okay. So, I right. Lila didn't do it. Yeah. Let's, let's talk to H5. Okay. So you go to the H5, the table just below, or I guess just to the left of uh, the mumbling and scribbling Delilah. And there's a wizard there. And he's got his hat off sitting next to him. Uh, it's just normal uh, wizard uh student clothing that where it's a blue starry and uh, moon covered garment from hat to shoes and he's just sitting there eating his meal you wouldn't kill me would you i'm sorry hi jonathan nice to meet you steve uh i'm sorry what was that about killing somebody what i recently died oh but you look good thanks yeah, no problem. Are yeah, you like a necromancer or No, but would would that be enough power to like prove to the person I can get food? Well sure, necrotic magic's pretty powerful. If you actually were able to use that, you could probably tap into the register, yeah. I gotta tap into a register? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's kinda like uh, you know when you put a key into a lock? Imagine your magic's that key and the lock is the register. She call it I feel like this is deliberately the to keep people who don't use magic out of there. Right, magic uses only. It's on the door. I don't see the door when I come in. It's kind of weird tunnel vision. 
So what's up, man? I'm on my lunch break. Did you call it? Well, quick question. Sun machine. You know anything about it? Yeah, it's over there. You having problems with it? I'm, I, I don't work here, dude. I'm, uh, I work over at the College of Magic. Yeah. Well, work. I'm <sighs> professor in training. But uh, I work over there. If you're looking for somebody to get help, I'd go talk to the dwarf behind the counter, Kovacs. Did you call it? But but no, did you call it? It talked to me. And it. it what? It talked. <laughs> it was huh. Zogar. It's that. Zangarf. Zangarf. Yeah! Huh. I've never talked to Zangarf. Is he nice? Oh, he, he did threaten my life, so I don't think so. Man, that, with magic users, that's about half what you get, feels like, you know? Yeah. You're the nicest one! Man, I try, you know, I'm trying to be a professor over at the college, and I keep getting okay marks when it comes to classroom management, but they say I, I really am sociable and nice to talk to. So it's nice to hear it outside of work, you know? Thanks. Indeed. That You're very appro- approachable. Yeah. Do you call it... So, how would you say a non-magic user would go about ordering something from from this establishment? Well, they wouldn't. It's magic users only, man. Yeah, but did you call it? Think about it, about it from like a teaching pers- perspective. Okay. How how would you, you treat that hypothetical? Okay, so you're saying hypothetically a magic. McWender King somehow had a non-magic user come past the barrier. Hmm. Huh. Well, I guess that would be possible with some sort of transmutation or some force lending its magic to the user to get them inside. <clears throat> but as far as ordering, I guess they could either somehow manipulate the machine itself or gather small snippets of magic for kind of in a begging fashion from those magic users around them, get enough magic to siphon off their own at the register and be able to get a meal that way. Okay. Now, do you call it... Hypothetically, if you made one of those people really mad, could you still do it with less amount of magic than you usually would, would have? I don't imagine so. I... There's a set... Okay, imagine your body is at 100% magic, being a magic user. Yeah. And this is an example I kind of use with some of my students. They work better with numbers and percentages. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> to siphon off with the Mc, uh, Wender King's register, it takes about 1% of magic. Hmm. So for a ma- non-magic user, that 1% would be 100% of their magic, because they don't have any. Right? Yeah. So it wouldn't matter so much... If you were using everybody's magic, but more the amount of magic you were putting in. Imagine you were begging for coins. It wouldn't matter where the coins came from. It wouldn't matter the amount you had at the end. Okay. Gotcha. So I'd say that rather than worrying about pleasing everyone, I'd just focus in more on getting as much to the 100% as that person would need. All right. What an interesting hypothetical. I'll have to post that one to my... Uh, Socratic seminar later. Hmm. Have you been, been add some some to your 
your life. Thank you. Did you call it? I'm sorry for making you work out off the clock. No. Oh, no, this has been genuinely fascinating conversation. I appreciate it. So often I'm asked questions about the same basic rudimentary skills over and over. It's nice to have something hypothetical to discuss. Now, what if that hypothetical wasn't a thing and I'm actually a non-magic user? I figured that's where this was going. Yeah. So. Can I spare some change? Yeah. Gotcha, man. All right. Panache pumps. Okay. Holy cow, you do have magic. That. He notices the fireballs on your hands radiating the red light off of them. Okay, so I see you've talked to some people. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes this a lot easier. Sure, and he snaps and lightning shoots from his fingers oh, into God. your palms. It circles around the flames emblems and then goes straight inside. The flames are now not only red, but a blue light as well, giving off a static in the image of your palm. There you go, man. Hey. I ca- it comes from a different elemental class. I'm a lightning mage, but I think it'll get the same results. Ooh, you know, lightning. Bees don't like lightning, do they? <laughs> uh, I'm not a... I'm not a biologist, man. I'm not... Zoologist? Is there a thing for insects? But, understood. It's more of a diabolical question to myself. I think I'm regretting giving you that change. I'm going to go back to my mail. I've only got like ten more minutes before I've got to get back to work. Okay. Thank you, friend. Well met. And he goes back to eating his food. Alright, so that leaves you now. You've talked to Steve. You've talked to Delilah. You've talked to B-Mate briefly. <laughs> that will leave you, our gentleman, in the closed-off dining area, D14. And that will leave you, our person sitting in the middle table at FE3. Or FE1 and 2, rather. Okay. FE1 and 2. And so, uh, that middle table okay, right yeah. Rather than walk all the way all over to the the dining area over to the side, let's let's go to the FE table. Alright, you go over to the FE table and there is a person and you can't really tell much about this person. It's almost as if their facial features, their race, height, gender, species is in flux and your mind can't wrap around and rather than being able to interpret this person you just see the outline ever changing of what this person is and this person this figure is stood over a map as they mull over a complex map of this what you assume is the kingdom you're residing in and are eating a medium McWinter King's Fry Thank you.